0: Hello, and you are very welcome to Dana and Dara Doability. This is episode fifty-two. I'm Dara McNicholas and I'm Dan Ayre. Dan, how are you? I'm not doing not too bad. Not too good, bad. Good, good, Are you still, still on a little break from college? Are you? Yeah. 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 Have you loads of work to do?
1: Thankfully not. I'm uh, f- for the for the first time in a while. I'm actually on top of stuff, which is uh, this is the ma- this
0: is the masters you're doing, Dan? Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. Yeah. You're on top of your work.
1: <laughs> which is more than I can say of uh-huh. myself. Isn't that come, myself.
0: Come, here, come, here, come up to the frontier area now. I'll tell you now, you're a very funny lad. But I have no work to do. Huh? You oh know, no, I have. I'm,
1: I'm doing other other things. Oh but well, that's all right I've been, then. I've been uh, I I've been sending um the insert that I did into uh, a few radio stations to see if they'll bite. They'll pick it up. So let's wait and see on that one. Okay.
0: Yeah. And if this is audio, this is audio again. Now, it's not obviously video because you're sending the radio stations there. Hello. Uh, <laughs> of of, of yeah. course it's audio. How's things you're in? Yeah, you know, it's okay. It's been a, a reasonably better week this week, I think. Um, like probably you and everybody else, darling, just sick to the high end of the hole with the uh, whole lockdown thing.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. You know, I I just I just have a funny feeling, and somewhere in the bottom of my feet, somewhere on my left toe, that it's going to be a whole year um, before right. we see out of it. Yeah, and I don't mean even out of it completely, but before we see all this viruses or uh, vaccines being in, in the right place at the right time, and the bickering and the Uh, Horrendous nonsense that's going on around the whole sort of, you know, who's getting the vaccine, who's not getting the vaccine. Can we open this? We should be able to open that. Uh, Sort of carry on. Um, You know, I try to avoid the news as much as I can and just not listening to what's going on, you know. But Mm. I just, I just, I I just have this funny feeling, uh, you know, because we haven't even gone to the tipping point yet where there's going to be more people vaccinated than not vaccinated. So, what's going to happen yeah. then? You know, you'll have all the vaccinated people going, uh, hold on a second now. You know, uh, we should be allowed to go out because I'm vaccinated. Ah, I have my vaccination certificate here. Yes, I should be able to do whatever I want, but I haven't because I'm only 22 or 23. It'll be all the young people, you see, who won't have, now that they've changed the rules as well, then, mm. as to who gets what, it'll be all the young people who won't have their vaccination. Yeah. You know, and, and you can go on social media as you can see to sort of carry on. Uh, of what the young folk are up to in town or anywhere else you know drinking of an evening out in the sunshine now and you know it's going to be uh, it's going to be fun I suspect.
1: yeah that's a, that's a very interesting way of way of putting it for sure. I, w- I would agree with you to a degree uh, in saying that I, I was out for a little bit um, yesterday and just seeing the, the amount of traffic. That's out on the road. Even even something something
0: as simple as that, you know, you're kind of going, um Hmm. Yeah. Oh no, we're not we're not uh, yeah, we're we're locked down and say mostly only in name then. And I would agree with you on the traffic. Like I go for a walk uh most mornings, uh roughly around the same time, and be walking along sort of part of the M fifty and crossing over it and whatever. And that's just in the morning. And you can see the traffic has increased, or mm. if I'm out uh dropping uh from one place to another in the afternoon. There's traffic everywhere. People yeah. are on the move. I know schools were back and kids and small kids and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, not everything is there is related to just, uh, you know, there is there's, there's a, there is a subculture going on at the moment as well of, um, you know, if you want a haircut, you can get a haircut. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's as simple as that. There's barbers open. I've seen them. Uh, you know, half a shutter down or half a shutter up, whichever way you want to look at, uh, whichever way your shutter is, <laughs> half up or is it half down? I don't know. Uh, you know, you can get a haircut if you want a haircut. There's, there's actually gyms open. Yeah, uh,
1: I, I think there, there has, there has been an attitude, um, a prevailing attitude of kind of sticking it to authority. I feel kind of recently.
0: Well, possibly, yeah, but I suppose Wait. people, people are. One, fed up, I suppose, but on the other hand, people have to try and make money somewhere.
1: Yeah. Are yeah.
0: their businesses just going to go up to the wall? You know, or there's, you know, if you have, I wouldn't say if you have three gyms, but if you've got different things going on, you've got to try and save something, I suppose. Or, you know, because the POP, in fairness, of 300 euros a week isn't going to pay anybody's mortgage. Yeah. You know, and I don't think businesses are getting a great deal of money uh, from the government's you can listen to probably any radio station and listen to people coming on about restaurants and stuff like that and how much money they have spent out of their own savings and and pension funds to try and keep their business going and and pay their staff and they're kind of getting to a point now where there just isn't anything there is no more money so you know let's uh let's see what happens i don't want to be here in 12 months time than the two of us doing a podcast still from home you know kind of going yeah, well, oh, you know, haha, I said twelve <laughs> months ago, then maybe it's gonna be another twelve months after that. You know, when they yeah, when, when, car- car- when they can keep digging up these bloody variants. You know, apparently they found one in uh, this. Listen to me, right? I'm the guy who doesn't listen to the news. I'm, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they found another variant somewhere in Brittany, in France, that they couldn't yeah. find with PCP, PCR tests. That to go to dig down to into the genome to find it. Ah, you know, are are we all gone stone mad, like? You know, should we just all go out and to hell with it and let's see what happens. Do you want to have a chat with uh, disability in new history episode six? Doing and being very deep.
1: Absolutely, very deep, absolutely. Uh it is actually about uh disability at work, um, which is something that we'll be covering uh quite in depth. Um, over the coming weeks, with the ability team from. Oh, New nice New link, Dan. That
0: nice link. I love it. Well done. Oh, <laughs> boom. So I actually did enjoy this one, Dan. Um, and strangely, there seems to be, I don't know, is it quite less jobs, quite less less jobs now than uh, are available to people with disabilities, or less jobs that people with disabilities are expected to do now than the seventeenth and eighteenth century.
1: So, in, in a weird sense, it's actually gotten worse. Over time, uh, because during that time in the 17th and 18th century work um, gave a sense of identity, I suppose, to to society during the time. So for people with, with disabilities, that was that was that was the same, I suppose. And people with disabilities were expected to do the same range of jobs as anyone else. And, and to give you an example of this. 60%, 60 percent sixty 60 percent of all female nurses at the time had a disability
0: yeah that's a pretty big number
1: and there there was jobs as well uh cooking and washing laying out the dead of all things mm. um and i, I suppose there, there was the argument made um and I suppose it, it, it's an argument that I think should be made more often, really, in saying that disability is around the is around the corner for for anyone at any time. And I suppose we we will all get to a to a point at some stage where we have some form of a disability, I suppose, if you want to call it that, because we're not going to be able to do the things we were we were once able to do. Yeah, everybody in society, yeah. you know. So, um. Yeah, it was it was definitely an, an interesting one, and particularly as I've been saying, um, it's a it's a kind of a nice lead in for for where we're going over the next couple of weeks. Um,
0: but are how you know are are we looking at sort of there's less jobs now for people with disability, or have we become a more kinder, caring society insofar as oh goodness me, you know you couldn't be asking a person with disability to do that now.
1: Yes, I I, I can see your point for sure.
0: Absolutely. Um, you know, we've come a long I, way from we've come a long way from the workhouses, which they reference as well. Whereas, like, even if you're in a yeah. workhouse with a disability, you still had to work. Yeah. Because everybody had to work and, and make a living, no matter where you are. And there was while there was still charity at the time, and there were uh, sort of commissions or whatever, or part of the council that would still that would give people and you could apply for uh, money. for for your upkeep you still had if you had a disability you still had to work Mm -hmm. but are we are we gone sort of now kind of no goodness me Uh, have we come so far from the whole workhouse culture and our own not so recent past uh, where we had our Magdalene laundries and stuff like that and how we treated people so are we not you know trying to be more caring now but still almost not allowing people to work then
1: yeah, I, I suppose there there is an element I, I completely agree with what you've just said there Dar I think, I think there is there is an element of maybe could you call it protectionism I like that is that you you kind of want to protect um those with disabilities from you know being in 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 vulnerable positions or in like positions where they might harm themselves or injure themselves or, or something like that you know in that kind of way um but then I also think that there there is a balance I suppose that that needs to be struck in that we can't go back to as you said the workhouses and 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 something like like the magnum laundries but then at the same time we need to remember something like the 17th and 18th century and bring elements of it and kind of try and intertwine it into our, into our modern culture. And to be honest, that sounds complicated, but I honestly don't think it actually is that complicated. You you might agree or disagree with that, but...
0: No, I do. And, and I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, people kind of, I suppose, okay, 17th, 18th century, very, very different to where we are now, but people had to get on with it. Mm-hmm. You simply had to go and work, irregardless of, if you didn't work, you didn't, get money or you didn't get food and you died and that was it you you, you were gone so mm-hmm. you know in our more modern society i suppose we're trying not to let that happen but why are we not just letting people go and find the jobs mm-hmm. and let them work if they can do the job let them do it yeah, yeah. absolutely absolutely maybe are, are we just gone so oh can't be doing that no oh no the poor creator Sure, he wouldn't be able to do the job. I suppose they are actually saying that a lot. That goes back to Prosper Mead last week, which we were we referenced. Yeah, and a fantastic video for Down Syndrome um, Day, and, and and just looking at somebody with a disability and going, "No, they can't do it." Mind you, I I personally couldn't see you laying out to dead. Dad, no, I, I'm not sure.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, although it'd that, be quite
0: handy there with a the wheelchair, like you had to move them around. Fairly handy. So, yeah, there we go. Straight away, I went, I can't see you doing it. But then again, when I think about it, you probably could. So, you know.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I suppose, like, the, the, there's ways around it. Like, And uh, I, th- I think it, it comes back to um what we were talking about with, with Catherine a couple of weeks ago in saying that there needs to be the choice there. Yes. To be able to look at a job and kind of go, okay, is it my personal choice whether I want to do that job rather Exactly, and
0: and I had made the other point in kind of saying, you know, go find the industry that suits you or there's an industry already out there that's for people with disability. Mm -hmm. You know, and of course, Catherine kind of made the point, but it is is about choice and it should be about choice. And of course it is. Uh, Mm -hmm. I choose to go and do this or not do this or I want to be a doctor or I want to be a journalist just because... I don't have any mobility issues or whatever, and I can't stand around all day, there's other parts of the job that, and, that can definitely be done.
1: And in saying that, that is not in any way demeaning the industry that is already there. If there are people that do want to go into areas of work that involve disability, power to them. We're, we're, I, I suppose we're just making the point that it's giving people the, the choice to do that or not used yeah. to be there
0: yeah. yeah absolutely yeah so I'm looking forward to next week's uh, adventures with uh, Disability and New History because it's been you know uh, they're nice and short as well which I like well my short attention span uh,
1: yeah, yeah. It, it really
0: does help and uh, they're, they're nicely they're nicely put together from a sort of a, a, a finely crafted sort of point of view they trip along quite nicely so I like that as well
1: yeah it's, it's, it's one of those easy listens I think
0: yeah. And you were uh, out with the um you were at a you were at an event this week as well, weren't you?
1: I was virtually, yes. Yeah, uh, I know,
0: we kind of have to clarify that now. I was in a room with a whole lot <laughs> of other people virtually. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, you weren't out there kind of rubbing up against people and yeah, trying to find your way to the jacks and stuff. No. Take it away there, Dan.
1: Uh so this was um twenty-one uh which was uh an ilmi event uh, the independent living movement ireland um which we've spoken about before with uh james Colley. yep um it was on tuesday the 30th of the march and it was basically a virtual gig over um zoom just kind of a, a release for everybody i suppose Uh, You had music from Glenn Hansard, uh, Mundy, Tola McKay, John Kelly, Orla O'Sullivan, and Emily Conway, to name a few. And the interesting thing about this was that every artist that performed on the night had um, some connection to equality, uh, disability, kind of, um, and... Would you want to call it activism? I, I don't know, but uh, kind of. Oh, about- we good activism,
0: Dan. Oh, <laughs> we love activism. Huh, up for activism. Let's go. Let's get
1: activism. <laughs> well, I, I suppose uh, you know inclusion and equality and all those kind of. Yeah, absolutely. It. Yeah. Yeah, it's brilliant stuff, and uh, I'd like to thank um, everybody at ILMI for having me along.
0: It was brilliant. Really enjoyed it. Right. Uh- And you, you, yes, you brought us a lovely one here from the uh, Office of Public Works. Uh, Yeah, I like this one too.
1: Yeah, uh, so this is actually another one courtesy of Prime Time. They've been doing some very interesting work over the past couple of weeks. Mm. Uh, So it was a report on the OPW, the Office of Public Works, as you said, uh, around a culture of waste that has been going on. Now, Um, shock, shock horror. Absolutely, yeah.
0: Shock, horror. Senior management had no qualifications relating to property control in 2018. Everyone, um, stand back, everyone. Somebody in a position in the, uh, the civil servant wasn't qualified for what they were doing. Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and I, I suppose a lot of the program uh, was kind of around... Uh, the LPW and around their their spending habits. But I suppose one one uh one aspect of it that jumped out at me quite a bit was um that they spent 70 million euro excluding VAT uh refurbishing the Median the museum plaza in Lower Baggage Street in Dublin. Um uh, seventeen million of that was on um fit outs and and doing all that kind of thing, um, there were over 200 staff complaints.
0: No, not that, not, not that civil servants would be prone to complaining or anything. That we'll, we'll we'll take this with a, a little pinch of salt, okay? Uh, definitely, uh, you know. Um, so that that the, the missing place that then, is that not the one where the Department of Health themselves hide out? Uh, it's not the one? You know, it's got that lovely little red. Uh, I think the ESB used to be down there years ago, and and they they moved out from that hole. Uh, area of town. Um, I, th- I think I think the Department of Health are definitely down there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and as we, as we mentioned there, uh, there was over over 200 staff complaints, uh, one of which um, detailed, uh, and I'm, I'm quoting here, he said, wheelchair user finds it extremely difficult to open fire doors, including the canteen door. Uh, and that, that complaint was made on the 11th of June, Uh, two years ago, 2019, and a Department of Health manager in 2018, September 2018, so a year beforehand, had said, quote unquote, it is grossly unfair that people with disabilities cannot access this building with confidence on a daily basis. This dysfunctional situation is completely unacceptable. The special advisor to the Minister for Disabilities has also now complained to the Secretary General of the Department of Health who has written to the Chair of the OPW.
0: Well, Sure, Dan. Listen, what do we know? We know nothing in this country when it comes to building things and and, and setting things. Jeez, it's
1: like two years. nearly three years. And this is like a year... As you say, it's three years now, but it's like... Or two or three years now, but it's like a year afterwards the complaints were, were still being made. Do you know what you're kind of like?
0: Yeah, I know things move slowly.
1: Yeah, but there's a limit. to like, <laughs> yeah.
0: there, there has to be a limit somewhere, down to the actual speed, you know, uh, that, <laughs> yeah. that things get done. You know, and again, that's it, like any building. Not, not every building should be, but one that has just been redesigned, for God's sake, and that sort of money spent on it, for it not to be fit for purpose, mm-hmm. is... Mm-hmm frightening you know it's not it, like it's not like they're they're redeveloping uh an 18th century um victorian or whatever building that has to be kind of uh wheelchair ramps actually put in. this is a modern build yeah modern in the sense it's probably 60s or 70s or 80s or whenever it was built in the first place but you know it's not it has all the lifts and all of those kind of things in it in the first place and it would have a reasonable amount of access to it and they still can't get a feckin' right.
1: And then to even make that worse, um, new contractors dealing uh, were 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 sent to de- deal with the the canteen in 2019, and they were told that the canteen was to be fitted for reheating and not cooking of any type. Right. And I'm kind of going that that's not really. The function of a canteen, mm, or... yeah,
0: I know, Dan. But you know, you can kind of go There's a whole lot of microwaves over there, bring your own food, uh, or there can be vending machines and stuff like that. So, I kind of, you know, that it just seems a bit bonkers, yeah, but, you know, in, in the scheme of things, mm. it's not that it's not that mad at all.
1: I suppose, yeah, I suppose that's that's uh, a little less worrying, but like, I suppose when you look at it as a whole, it kind of just adds to it, you're kind of just going, hmm
0: yeah questions a lot of oh, questions <laughs> questions so many questions done uh, absolutely so many so many questions and now you're are uh, you i know you've been fairly uh, impressed with the um the irish examiner recently and um, just the amount of coverage and articles that they've been bringing up about disability
1: yeah it's it's brilliant to see um so well done to the irish examiner keep up the brilliant work because uh, we need more of this type of news to be to be brought to our attention. Um, this is a another one um from the Irish examiner from Michael Clifford. Uh affluent areas are failing to provide schooling for kids with autism. And this kind of
0: shock horror again, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Affluent areas. Let's not talk about the beacon now and, and going off down there to brand or private school and uh Given the bloody vaccine to, to teachers. Let's, uh, let's deal with this first. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, th- this kind of this comes back to um what we were discussing before about um the government uh, working on dossiers of, of children with autism. Um, and it, it's kind of another aspect to it in that Children with autism in affluent suburbs of Cork and Dublin are attending classes in disadvantaged areas because non desh schools don't want them or fail to cater for them. And campaigners are claiming that children with autism are forced to travel long distances from their own homes because of a socio-economic class issue. And just to give you an idea of what that's like... In Dublin, there are 130 post-primary schools inside the M50, of which just 23 have um, autism classes. Of those 23, just two are in non-desk schools, according to figures uh, compiled by Involve Autism.
0: That's a pretty, that's just, you know, uh, yeah, you you know there's, 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 there's fecking around going on. But that's just uh that's a pretty big number then. It is. Uh, you know,
1: uh, and I know we can knock
0: uh no that was gonna say we can knock their schools. We can't knock their schools, but their schools get an awful lot of knocking.
1: Yeah. Unfairly. You know, un-
0: unfairly, un- yeah, definitely, I think oh, okay. because you know it's it's that uh, yeah, it's the areas they're in and the areas they're working in. But yeah, that's uh you know, twenty three Genie God. Yeah, that's that's annoying now, to be honest. That's that's kind of really annoying. hmm
1: And in you were saying there about dash Schools getting a lot of knocking in this case, they're leading the way. And uh shown by by example because we're we're saying here that just two are in non dash Schools.
0: Yeah, I you consider leading the way then, I suppose, but kind of they have to to some degree because they are dash schools. hmm But it's not I, I don't think it should be just allowed to be the ones doing it either. Uh, if there's all these, uh, whatever it is, and there's over 100, 100 schools there who don't have any, there's over yeah. 100 schools, you know. And uh, yeah, sorry, yeah. keep going, Dan, because I'm just going to get annoyed. <laughs> 1,974
1: children all over South Dublin are being transported at a daily cost. Of sixty-three thousand five hundred and seventy-nine euro, which then equates over a school year to eleven point six billion.
0: Okay, and that's that's just in Dublin, because it's just it, in Dublin. But Dan, that's an industry as well. Um, okay. If you think about it, right? You know, little school buses, whatever, and stuff like that. That's one thing. But then transferring people to. Uh, we say SD units and stuff like that. That's that's an industry. That's an awful lot of retired people or semi-retired people a couple of hours in the morning, a couple of hours in the evening. Um, mm-hmm. You know, being uh, bus hosts or whatever they call them. Um, you know, and uh, the guy who drives the bus because obviously the bus isn't going to be going all day. So it'll be Jimmy who's retired from a particular job and he has his, still has his HGV license or whatever it is, D license. Uh, yeah, so there, there's an industry involved in this which has grown up around it. I know we kind of nodded to, to, to the industry of uh, disability and stuff like that and homelessness before. Again, okay, keep going.
1: Um, absolutely. No, I, I, I'd agree with you in, in saying that. Um, and to add to it, if, if we just look at that, like that's just in Dublin. Yeah. If we look at it in Cork City, there are... 20 asd classes in the in the city's 26 secondary schools uh these classes are in nine schools eight of which have have DASH, uh status there you go and then following on from that only one class out of the 20 is in a non Desh school according to figures um compiled by a graham manning who is a teacher who organises the um, ASD classes. There's a, there's a statement from uh, the involved autism chair, Miriam Kenny, which I I think she's she's dead on saying this. She says that they have to either opt for inappropriate placement in a mainstream local school, or to transport the children well outside the local community to secure an appropriate place. Traveling long journeys each day past many great great local schools that serve their peers and siblings. It's just entirely unnecessary.
0: Oh, it's unnecessary, but it's wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's going to keep happening, and it's just because it's it's been allowed to happen, and and you know, and I know I kind of nodded to the whole ha the beacon given the the um. Uh, the injections to the college down in or the private school down in, in, in Braid because, uh, because they could really, and that's just it. And it's because they could convenience, yeah, it's what it's cutting the convenience, then. You know, it's because his kids he's on the board or whatever, you know. And I can you can you imagine, like, there, there's lots of people who are giving lots of charitable do- donations to lots and lots of different things. Uh, can you imagine that they're sitting around waiting for their uh vaccination? I don't think they are, but. This is... uh taking the tin hat off again. Sorry. Uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to <laughs> Put it over there. Uh, give it to the dog and he can go play with it. Um, yeah. Uh, but this is wrong because... Yeah, like, you, you can look at it and go, God, yeah, I know. Why are they not going to... But when you start seeing the figures of how many schools don't have them um, and knowing that... I wouldn't say every school should have one, but there's a lot of schools that are never going to have them because they just... They either have the money to say no... Uh, they're just going, that's just not for us, that's not what we stand for here.
1: But, but then, even even in saying that, there are every school, in my opinion, now maybe this is me coming from the position that I'm in, but hmm. every school should have one full stop, in, in my opinion, because that's what inclusion is all about,
0: yes. Okay, but, um, okay, are there enough people with uh, with with conditions to go around I don't mean is, Are there enough people With conditions to go around But the fact that They're kind of Lumping them all Into the dash schools mm-hmm. uh, I think it's just too easy And it's just too convenient
1: Yeah Yeah
0: Absolutely um, You know I don't think uh, I don't think that's well, it's Clearly it's not right then. There's no You can't
1: There's no way of sugarcoating
0: that At all. <laughs> You can't I, I don't know If you're If you're A private school And stuff like that And you're just kind of going Eh You know We're just not going to And you can't make us. And it's as simple as that.
1: And it it takes us back to um, Prosper Meat Hmm. last last week. And and looking at, at, at the videos that they made. And it's kind of going, without proper education that everybody else gets, these people would not be able to make videos like that and show people what they can do. Yep so like everything is, is coming back to it again uh this kind of common theme that would be realized everything is connected
0: sadly Dan, everything is connected to, to each
1: other it's just yeah I,
0: yeah I don't know uh yesterday dan was uh world autism day um and there's kind of uh, an autism month as well um you know so they're, they're just not quite happy with having a whole day for themselves they're going to have a whole month every year which is also great and there's lots going around there's lots going on around the place um i see lots of things popping up in my newsfeed and stuff like that on facebook and uh twitter um Mm -hmm. and one of my kind of uh favorite ones is the jam card
1: the jam card
0: do tell have you heard of the jam card dan
1: do tell okay jam
0: jam stands for just a minute so it's a little card um that and i mean it was originally brought out for um uh i i'm not i can't remember what group actually it was originally brought out for but if you're in a shop in a retail environment or wherever if you're standing in front of your county council office and you're paying your rent or something like that and you're just you're just you're just not able to cope with it right and you're under pressure and maybe have a learning disability or whatever and stuff like that you're able to literally play the card
1: brilliant love that
0: you know and it just kind of gives the person behind the desk or behind the tail an indication that you just need a little bit of time Absolutely. i know little in fairness to them little are a big fan of it and they're a big supporter of it and by god you'd need it in their bloody shop when it comes to packing their trolley. um <laughs> you know even even when you're into full year health, I'd say martin runners are in there getting their, their shop and just fired at them into their trolley. But <laughs> a lot of a lot of we say businesses have uh, acknowledged it and accepted it and kind of went, yeah, you know, and their, their staff are trained to um, kind of go, yeah, okay, I get what I get what's happening here, and it's almost like gear down and slow it up and mm-hmm. kind of give the person the space they need um, mm-hmm. rather than. Yeah, and I suppose we see all the banks being closed and all that kind of crack as well so I suppose there's probably there's less interactions for people as well um, to some degree so yeah the jam card Dan is, is something I, I suspect we'll, we, we will come back to um, mm-hmm. at some stage because I, 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 wanna, I do actually want to have a little bit of a look into it a huge amount of work being done out there um, for uh, World Autism Day and the whole of Autism Month and I think Dan that could be a reasonably good place to bring this to an end uh, this has been episode 52 of Dan and Dara doing ability. I have been Dara McNicholas.
1: And I'm Dan Airy. I'm going to talk to you very soon.